Hey Coast Wizard listeners, before we begin today's episode, a quick word from our sponsor Zenler Ninjas. That's Z N L R ninjas.com for all your new Zenler needs whether it's virtual assistants or you need site migration and everything in between. Zenler Ninjas can handle it, so check them out and now let's get started with today's show. Welcome to the Course Wizards podcast with Amit Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get ready to discover the latest tools and tips on how to create, teach, and market your online training course. Now here's your hosts, Amit and Chris. What's up, Course Wizards? Welcome back to yet another episode. This is your host, Amit, and I'm here with my co-host, Chris. What's happening? Hey, Amit, how's it going today? Are you excited to talk about courses once again? Oh my gosh. Always excited to talk about courses, Chris. How how are you doing today? Tell me that. I'm doing well. It's very cold where we are because it's the winter season here. Um, but you know what? It's nice inside and uh, it's it's almost Christmas time. So that always makes me feel good too. Yeah, it's, it's good to have a little bit of chill in the air during that time of the year, right? That's exactly right. Otherwise, it wouldn't feel like Christmas. I like to have some kind of change of season. Yeah. One one Christmas I would like to be in Hawaii though. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind that every Christmas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how do we get to Hawaii? We get to Hawaii by sending emails to our list and selling more courses, Chris. See how I did that? You think that'll get us to Hawaii? <laughs> well, only if our email open rates would be doubling. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what happened to me recently, and that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode is how to double your list. And and we're, I was just going to share a little bit about what happened with me, and maybe uh, some of you listening might find some of these as good points, too, and you can take the same actions, and you might find better results. What do you think about that? Yeah, so how to not double your list, but how to double your open rate to your existing list. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, double your open rate. That's more important because really... Uh, it doesn't matter how big your list is, if people are not opening your emails, if they're not reading them <laughs> so that they can mm-hmm. click through, uh, then what does it matter, right? And, and money uh, is in the list. The money's in the list. That's what they always say. And I was uh, I was feeling frustrated because I had a decent-sized list, but I could not um, seem to get over about a 15% open rate. That's really yeah. not bad. So what what's your list size? Well, at the, at the time when I started doing this, I had 2,000 on the list, okay. which may not sound like much, but I know people who have lists of under 1,000 people that are making about 75,000 a year, right? Because it's, it depends on how active your list is, how strong mm-hmm. the list is. So, and, and again, that goes back to open rates. So I've always felt like I do, it's not about the mass of emails I have, but about the activity that I have. So I had about 2,000. I was getting a 15% open rate. But when you take the click-through rate from that, it's not a lot of people, right? You're not getting a lot of interaction. So I started to look at what could be some problems here. And that's where where I started to make some changes. So you ready to talk about those changes? The suspense is killing me. All right. Well, I don't want want to kill you, Amit. So, (laughs) uh, So here's the first thing I did. The first thing I did is I started to research email providers, and I discovered, of course, that there's, uh, you know, email providers, some are better than others. Right now, MailerLite and ConvertKit are considered two of the best, along with ActiveCampaign, are considered, let's say, three of the best email providers out there as far as open rates 
go. And as far as getting actually delivered into inboxes and not into spam folders. What? So, I thought all email providers are the same, just like all humans. They are not <laughs> the same. And and the thing is, is that um, depending on the reputation is how, how they um, can keep their delivery rates up, right? Because some of them are a lot more rigorous. I know that with MailerLite, they sometimes make people go through some hoops just to get approved to make sure that they, they're going to be nice, strong um, uh, candidates and not someone just putting spam out there, right? Yep. And so... Um, so in doing so, I moved, I was with Curated. Uh, Curated is a, a decent platform that lets you curate material from, um, uh, you know, around the web and then send it out to your list. Well, that's what we were doing. And the it was frustrating us, though, because we're only getting these 15% open rates. So I also had this lifetime deal with GitGist that I had years ago, which is a, um, a de- real good email platform. And I thought, I need to start using them again. Because uh, as I was looking at MailerLite and ConvertKit, I discovered that several people who were on GitGist also had really good deliver rates. So I moved. I moved from Curated to GitGist. And in doing so, I immediately boosted, almost doubled my open rate. Okay, without changing anything else. I mean, think about that. Just by moving providers, I doubled the open rate. So that goes to show it's not always just subject lines. It's not always just having those, t- you know, tricks that you hear about out there. Sometimes you just got to have the right service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that was that was kind of a hard lesson because I had actually paid for uh, curated through a lifetime deal, paid quite a bit, and uh, for a lifetime deal on that, and that money is just kind of down the drain now. So I'm you abandoned the software. Now, are you going to shelfware it or are you going to resell it? I don't know. I have to still decide about that. If anyone want to buy it, I might resell it. Um, but I need all, to, to all of our uh, podcast listeners, hint, hint. Yeah, all you podcast listeners who are listening to this and just heard that it gives you half the open rate of other places, (laughs) (laughs) you might be interested. Uh, So that was the first thing. Uh, The second thing I did is we started working a lot tighter with our subject lines. So one thing that Curated did that we really hated was the fact that it it would take up and make you put the name of your newsletter before your subject line, which means we wouldn't you couldn't see the actual subject line in a lot of email boxes as easily as you should be able to. Unless your newsletter's name was just a period. Right, right. Which is actually what we started to do. We started to figure out how can we make this really short just to try and get people to open it, right? But that still didn't solve the problem. So um, so we started, once we moved to our email list, we started working on the subject lines. We started to uh, do things like sometimes ask questions, not put anything that might be spammy, like the word free, right, in there. Um, uh, anything like that. And that also helped. That started getting a lot more clicks. You have to spark people's curiosity and that got us up i want to say that got us up to about the 35 percent range so now we've more than doubled and um uh then this is the biggest thing we did that really helped us wait before you get to that biggest thing i want to give our listeners we'll put a cliffhanger here but i want to tell tell our listeners a little bit about those subject line right yeah so i'm part of this uh Newsletter, anyone can join. It's free. It's called The Click, the C-L-I-K-K, the click.com. Thank God they kept the third K out because, you know, <laughs> you know. So, That's now, a Wes Hennaberry, isn't it? 
Yeah. <laughs> that's who does the click, I think. I think so. Russell Berry? That yeah. sounds familiar. Is yeah. he the uh, creator of ConvertKit too? No, no, no. Actually, he works with Curated. <laughs> oh, the the other one I'm thinking is Nathan Berry, creator of ConvertKit. Oh, 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 no, I don't know. So, don't know. The, I'm looking at my Gmail window right now, just to give our listeners some context. And I'll put a screenshot of this in the show notes, Chris, so they can see it. Every... And you should try this too for your next email. Every one of their emails, the subject line, six words or less, all of them have an emoji. Each and every one of them. I've started to use emojis. I find them, um, they they do make you stand out a little bit. You don't want to be spammy with them, right? Not 20 emojis. Mm -hmm. But yeah, by putting a little emoji in there, I think it looks more like just something a friend would do. Yep. So some of their subject lines are like, Google secrets and sticky earworms. Why should you ignore headline advice? If there's a market, there's a merit. 26 predictions for social in 2022. All these headlines have something in common. They evoke curiosity. Yes, they certainly do. Yeah, and they the, you want to open. Yeah. One of them is six unsettling stories with a pumpkin emoji and it was sent right around Thanksgiving. So yeah. it's also pertinent to the time that you are sending it. Yeah, yeah. I think the a good way to think about this is imagine if you go to the supermarket and you see all those magazines, whether it be Life or the National Enquirer or, or something else sitting on the shelf. They all tend to have all these little headlines on the front of the magazines that try to get your curiosity, right? Try to get you to open them. That's exactly what a good subject line does on an email. And you can do that without being spammy or without being disingenuous, right? You can you can write a strong headline that gets people to open it and delivers exactly what it says. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'll put that link in our show notes, Chris, so our listeners can see that exact image that I was talking about. Awesome. Awesome. So if, if you're, if you're still feel very uh, full of suspense here and you're wondering what was that third thing that you did with this, <laughs> uh, the third thing is that we ran a reactivation campaign. So here's what that means. I wrote a series of three emails and then anyone who had not opened a email from us within, I want to say open the last, the last eight we'd sent out, they received this reactivation campaign, which is essentially a series of three emails that all say, hey, do you really still want to hear from us? Are you wanting to get this? If so, click here. And if not, then we're going to go ahead and take you off the list. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we had, um, I want to say somewhere around 30 to 50 people who did respond and say they wanted to get it, that it must be that they're, you know, I had some people write and say, it must be that my phone doesn't show that I opened it. And that may be true. Um, But we lost, I say lost, but it wasn't really a loss, Mm -hmm. but we got rid of 950 emails. So we cut our list in half, which sounds horrible, right? Because you're always trying to build your list and you just think, oh, I've lost half my people. Mm -hmm. But here's what actually happened. By doing that, we got rid of all the fat on our list and we made it nice and lean. And now it has really increased our open rates. We have had open rates as high as 65% since doing this. Okay. Normally it's just about doubled. It's around, it's still, it's still about 30 to 40%. 40 is actually becoming more common. 
but we've had it as high as 65% because the people who are receiving our emails now want to receive it. And Shut the, the front door. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the email gods out there like that, too, because they're watching. They're seeing how much of your emails bounce and how many of them get open. And over time, that will affect you. But if you have a nice, strong email list like that, you get rid of the ones that you don't need, it's going to help you. So our reactivation campaign, it's perpetual. It runs all the time. Anytime someone comes up to that threshold where they haven't opened at least one of the last eight emails we've sent, they get that email series that says, hey, are you still going to be with us? And if they don't respond, they're automatically not only unsubscribed, but they're deleted off of our list. So that's how we do it. So from a tactical standpoint, you're basically creating an automation which says, has this contact opened I don't know in just what you can do, but has this has this contact opened any of my email yep. list? Has, is this contact more than six months old? If yes to yes, they're more than six months old. No, they haven't opened a single email. Then put them in the reactivation campaign, which is like a three to four email series. And if they don't do that, then just unsubscribe them. Yeah, that's exactly right. The, the only difference between what you just said and what we did, what we ended up doing is I took the uh, time period off of it. And I did that. At first, I was going to say, well, anyone who's been with us for six months and hasn't opened. But then I realized, depending on, you know, if we go a month without emailing people or something like that for some reason, it could end up pushing people off the list sooner than we would want. So I just said, anyone who hasn't opened at least the last eight, right? Just make it a number of emails, then see if they still want to be on the list. Because let's face it, folks, if if someone hasn't opened up the last eight emails you've sent, they're probably not that interested, right? Yeah. So so that's it. So, um, so let me just recap a little bit for those of you who are taking notes. Uh, the first thing we did was we switched email providers. We recommend MailerLite and ConvertKit. Uh, even though that's not what I'm using, those are the ones I would recommend. Or ActiveCampaign, it's also very strong. Second, work on your subject lines. Make good, healthy, strong subject lines. That will help get those emails opened. Make sure you evoke curiosity. Then create a reactivation campaign. Cut your list in half if you have to. You're going to find, even though it's hard to let those emails go, it's going to make your list so much healthier and happier. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you, Chris, for joining me. Thank you again to all of our listeners for tuning in, for listening to us. I hope you got value from this episode. And if you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We'll put all the links in the show notes. And also remember to share it with your friends and family. With that, Thank you for listening free. to the Course Wizards podcast with Ahmed Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get a free PDF of their favorite online training resources, as well as notes from this podcast at coursewizards.com. Hey, course creator, this is Chris from Course Wizards, and I recently recorded a training that you're going to love if you're into writing. It's called Apps for Authors. In it, I share 10 apps that will save you time when it comes to productivity and plotting, writing, editing, formatting, and marketing your next book. And because you're a listener of the Course Wizards podcast, I'm making it available to you for free. Grab it at writing.fyi apps. That's writing.fyi apps.